Welcome to the Doug Peterson Show. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. J.P. Shadrick and former Jaguar Jeff Logaman discuss the latest Jaguars news with the head coach. The Doug Peterson Show starts right now. And welcome in. It's a playoff edition of the Doug Peterson Show. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, and Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson. The AFC wildcard playoff game coming up. The Chargers and Jaguars 8-15 kickoff Saturday night. All right, you, you rallied to get to this point. Down four in the division after week 11. Division champs in week 18. That all doesn't matter anymore, right? It's playoff time now. It's it's playoff time, and uh, you're absolutely right. You know, we, we worked our tails off, obviously, to get here, and, um, you know, congratulations to the guys, AFC South champs, and that's uh, obviously it's a feat that I, I thought was a long way away somewhere in October, you know, but uh, great feat for them, and, and uh, we're here. Uh, throw everything out. It's just uh, it's do or die. It's one game season, and, um, you know, everything that we can, and, and we'll do for this game. We we've got to be we've got to be ready to go. Okay, so now that uh, the game is behind in the rearview mirror, did uh, any anxiety about that game from from a coaching standpoint, from a playing standpoint? Uh, you know, I mean, I, w- I wish the offense would have played better. You know, I think I think one of the things I will say this: it's always you're always going to be in a in, in a battle with with Tennessee. You know, Mike Vrabel and his guys are always going to be ready to go, and and they were and. They gave us a few different wrinkles in the time before in week 14, but, you know, I just wish we had the ability to run the ball a little bit better. You know, Trevor was just off just a touch, um, missed, a, missed a Zay Jones in the back of the end zone. I uh, wish we would have capitalized on a few of those things, but I'm going to tell you something. Special teams and defense really rose to the occasion. Uh, and that's what it's, that's what it takes, you know, in, in in big games, big moments like that. And and uh, they did a nice job getting, you know, the 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 strip sack there, and and Josh Allen and the, you know, the the scoop and score and the touchdown. Uh, you know, it gave us the lead. So it kind of goes back and forth that way. But I'm so glad our guys were able to, you know, sort of battle out and uh, get the victory. Yeah, the beautiful thing about football is you got you, know, you got the three phases of football, but really you had a fourth phase, and that was the home crowd in this game and. Walking out of the tunnel just to go out there for warm-ups to watch you guys do your thing. I'm sitting there looking around, and I'm seeing all these people kind of crowded around the field in the stands. What a showing that the fan base had in that game. It was a great showing. It was a playoff atmosphere, and it was really the first round of the playoffs, I think, for us. And, and uh, you know, it was a tremendous crowd. Loved the noise. Loved the enthusiasm. You know, we're going to need that again Saturday night uh, at the bank. And, and, and quite frankly – um, they they were the reason. I mean, they you know got got after uh, Tennessee's offense when uh, when they were on the field and and uh, just it was really exciting to see the the energy, the passion, the excitement of all the fans um, last Saturday night. Doug Peterson with us, Jaguars head coach. You mentioned last week, yeah, playoff game, but you guys have had to have must wins the last month or so, really five weeks of the regular season, and, and got it done. So. What's the difference of that run in the regular season down the stretch to now? The difference in energy, focus, intensity when it's a true do-or-die playoff game? It really shouldn't shouldn't be any different, you know. Um, you know, we were talking about must wins a month ago, and and you know we were talking about a sense of urgency, and we were talking about everything matters, and it's all about us, and those are the same conversations you have, you know, um, now. You know, even though this is a wild card postseason game. You know, nothing can change. You know, you got to keep you got to keep saying the same things. You got to keep, you know, putting in the time and having a great week of pra- practice and preparation. But 
those messages are going to the same ones I've been talking all week long, you know, about that sense of urgency and and uh, it's a must win and, and all those types of things that, uh, you know, we were talking, you know, to our team about a month ago. I've been having flashbacks this week, uh, kind of interesting because there's so many similarities going back to our 1996 team that we had. Won a bunch of games to get in. The last game of the year, a little anxiety, probably didn't play our best. But when we got into the playoffs, we played free and we played having fun. Can you preach that to your team? Just, hey, look, let's have fun with this. You know, I, I, yes, you can. Short answer is yes. And, and quite honestly, I think beginning of the season, the expectation probably – you know, outside of our building was, you know, let, let's just see what the Jaguars are going to be be all about, you know, and, and, and obviously there's a lot of confidence in there, you know, as we built throughout the course of the season and put ourselves in this position, you still want to have fun and you still want to let the guys just go out there and cut it loose. And there's really no expectations, right? There's no, I would say probably nobody really believes other than us that, that we can win this football game. And so let's just go out, have fun, do the things we've been able to do, you know, the last month, month and a half of the season and uh, see what happens. Social media question for the head coach. This is at KDTST70. What similarities in personality to your Eagles playoff teams have you seen in the Jaguars locker room this season? Are there some similarities there? You know, that's a, it's a really good question. You know, obviously two different teams. Um, I, I would say there's there the I would so let me start with this. The differences are that I was a little bit older. We you know our team was older. We had a little more veteran veteran group than we do now. We got a young young group of guys. The similarities are that there was a lot of passion. There was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of enthusiasm. You know, even even when we were the one seed in seventeen, and then we were a wild card team in eighteen. That same drive and motivation that I saw then is what what are what fuels the emotion now with these guys and 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 that's the exciting thing to see uh, with this young football team and 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 quite honestly we haven't you know we haven't wavered we we've stuck to our guns um, you know we believed in the things that we believe in and and you know trust our process and those are some of the similarities that I see now that took place back in seventeen and eighteen for me. Great challenge this week with the Chargers team coming in. Kind of eerily similar to your football team. Young quarterback, uh, the number of uh, scores that they have, he has a young quarterback. Uh, this is a good football team that's got some high power to their offense. It's a real good football team, and the numbers are, are really similar uh, on both sides of the ball and even even defensively. And, um, you know, it, it listen, it's, it's – I know we played them in week three, and, and, you know, we're a different football team. They're a different football team. They've got two of the best edge rushers probably in football, and Khalil Mack and, and uh, Joey Bosa. And, um, you know, listen, they, they, the quarterback's young. They're talented. Keenan Allen on offense. I mean, they, they've got some weapons and some firepower over there that, that uh, you have to be prepared for and ready for. And, and um, you know, it did, I tell you what, games like this, and you get into the postseason, the giveaway-takeaway margin – really becomes magnified and, and the team that really can uh, keep the football and not give it away I think has a good chance of winning this game. Yeah I'm glad you brought that up because I was getting ready to go there and one of the guys that's uh, a big impactful player for them in, in that category is Derwin James and the last time you were getting ready to face him I remember you said hey look we need to identify where Derwin James is at every play. We do and we still do and um, he, he's a guy that, you know, he, he's been banged up a little bit. He's been, been back and, and he's in, he's a leader of that defense. You know, he, they line him up all over the field. He'll, he'll be an edge rusher. He'll be a safety. He could drop down and be a linebacker, you know, so he, he plays multiple spots and, and a big role for them. And so, 
just understanding where he is and and um he, he you know they love to bring him you know some pressure from time to time and he's a really good open field tackler a uh, tackler uh physical guy so you know he's somebody that we've got to keep our eye on along with where you know 52 and 97 are on the other side of things austin eckler a threat in the passing game out of the backfield their leading receiver of all things uh, keenan allen has been banged up a bit of course didn't see uh, him early in the season. Mike Williams is back. So they've got weapons around the young quarterback, too. And and the way Staley calls games, I mean, what, what stands out about that whole group together? Well, I mean, it's talented. I mean, it is talented. When they're all playing together, you know, and the offense is rolling, it, it's, it's a, a tough unit to stop. And, you know, I think that's one of the things, too, with, with Coach Staley that I can appreciate is, you know, the, the aggressiveness that he's going to have with, the, with this offense. You know, and he's going to – He's going to pick his moments to go for it on fourth down and be aggressive there. And, and especially now in the postseason, sometimes you want to steal one of those extra possessions if you can. And, and so we've got to be prepared for that. And, of course, they've got to be prepared for, for us doing the same thing. You know, and, and that's just something that uh, we haven't done a lot of um, uh, of late. But, um, you know, you get in these moments and you get in these games like this, if you get an opportunity to stay on the field and, and, and capitalize, you got to do it. I was sitting there going, wait a minute, you're talking about yourself there because if you look at the fourth down conversions, I mean, you're right they're, there in the top the three same. with them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's I like know. The, the pot calling the kettle black there, Doug. <laughs> it is, it is. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I wanted to give them some love, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's the same thing is, is we're going we're gonna to pick our spots, you know, and, and um, you know, believe in the things that we're doing. And if we can, if we can again, you know, steal that possession, we're going to do it and uh, try to execute and stay on the field. Final thought with you here, Doug. Uh, we, we mentioned the rally to get back and, and win the division, but now it's in the tournament. That's all in the rear view. It's about the matchup week to week. Is the Jaguars football team ready for this moment this week, and what do you expect on Saturday night? The, the team is ready. You know, we, we've been I, – I keep telling the guys that they've been, they've been preparing themselves all season for moments like this, and we're kind of built for it. Um, you know, the preparation they've had these last – last seven, eight games has really kind of put us in a position to uh, to understand the magnitude of games like this. And, and I, I tell you this, one of the things I see with our team, too, is there's no – they don't get really high and they don't get really low. They just kind of stay right in the middle, and and um, they do a great job of that. You know, emotionally, they, they, they just kind of focus on their jobs, and, and, and that's what we ask them to do. And so they're ready. Um, they'll be excited. Uh, you know, to have a home playoff game, you know, here in Jacksonville is a big thing. You've been in the playoffs before. There's nothing better, is it? There's nothing better. This time of year, um, it's very special, you know, especially when you can host a playoff game and, and then, uh, you know, see what you can do. And, listen, it's a, you know, everything's a must win from here on out, and, and that's, a, that's, a, that's a hard thing. But, uh, you know, our guys are ready to go. Doug, thanks for the time. Good luck to you. Let's do it again next week. We'll do it. Thank Head you. Coach Doug Peterson with us. More on the Doug Peterson Show after this on the Jaguars Radio Network. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. And the Doug Peterson Show is presented by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, our thanks to Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson joining us in the opening segment each and every week. And Dailies is the presenting sponsor of this weekend's AFC wildcard playoff game. Dailies, it's nicer here. Well, before the game kicks off, you always have the national anthem. And, uh, you know, you never know on live radio what's going to happen, who's going to walk through the hallways here at the bank. Susan Tedeschi, Derek Trucks with us now on the Doug Peterson Show. Thank you all for stopping in. We appreciate it. And we're looking forward to the performance tomorrow night, Sue. Thank you. We are so excited. This whole city is so amped up. I am just 
beyond. I'm over the moon. I'm so excited. And I know, Derek, you're the same way. Uh, growing up in this town, Jaguar fan through and through, uh, doesn't get any bigger than a playoff game. No, it's incredible. I mean, it, we've been here year one. Our kids grew up fans, so uh, it's, it's fun for everybody. All right, so what are you guys doing here today? Okay, a little rehearsal maybe? Yep, we Get, were here. Yeah, bringing a big old guitar amp out onto the field to see what it sounded like. Yeah, how'd it go? <laughs> well, you know, we stadium. almost blew up the, the PA, but I think we're good. I think it's going to be good. <laughs> yeah, you might want to do that before you have to use it tomorrow. Yeah, that's, that's what rehearsal's for, yeah. right? You were, you were telling me that uh, you guys have never done anything like this together. No, we've never done the anthem together. This is our first time. Yeah, whenever, wow. whenever they ask, I was like, she, she sings it great. Have her do it. And then I sit out in the crowd and I have a beer and a hot dog. It's incredible. But, <laughs> right. but it, it felt like if we're ever going to do it, this is the time. And uh, I think we worked up a version that'll be, it'll be fun. And it sounded good out there when we did it. And did. Uh, yeah, we're excited. Susan, oh. you're undefeated, by the way. You're 2-0. and oh Let's go. Let's do this. Anthem here. Let's go. Let's go. I'm I prepare to be three and zero. Okay, we need that. <laughs> Let's go. We're gonna need that energy. How long okay, does it take you guys to come up with the 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 process of trying to come up with something new and blending the two of you together for the anthem? You know, it, it usually comes together pretty quick. I mean, you get the idea. I, I listened to some different versions, and I couldn't find any just guitar and voice. <laughs> so you have to find some hybrid, and then it's just you know following her, following her voice, and uh, figuring out what works. You know, you, you stumble along the way. Luckily, you're not in front of 70,000 people when, when you're rehearsing. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> Spending all week with it, Derek Trucks, Susan Tedeschi with us from Tedeschi Trucks Band. They'll have the anthem Saturday night here at the bank. All right, so uh, Jags fans, season ticket holders, I mean, the epic run to the division title. We're all floored by it. It's incredible. Um, but, Derek, I mean, just seeing him finish this thing the other night was incredible. I, I mean, so what a way exciting. to go out. And and it, it was interesting because it's, it's been a long time since you, as a fan, and I, you can see it in the players where there's just this sense of um, just give us the ball back. We'll probably take it down the field or something's going to give. Like there, there wasn't always a, a lot of hope. Bill. <laughs> it was okay. if you had the lead, it was almost like a, let's hold on. And it's a different spirit. Like it feels like the team is in a different headspace. And I remember sneaking down to a practice this year uh, – preseason and it was a different feeling right out of the gate well, training and camp that's right training camp yep. and, it, and you could just tell it was a different energy um and you know it was, a, it was up and down here but the, it seemed to never uh, get off the rails entirely I mean we were three and seven right yeah, <laughs> yeah. incredible to be here but it you know it, it always felt like uh it was possible and it's it's fun to watch it happen I mean you got uh you got a coach, you got a quarterback, you got to take it to the show. It's pretty uh, pretty good. I, I like our chances. <laughs> so. so you were mentioning the coach. I mean, that makes a huge difference yes. when you got a guy like Doug Peterson around. When I heard that we were getting Doug Peterson, I was like, we're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Everyone's laughing yeah. at me, and I'm like, she what are you laughing at? Doug, I was uh, like, our boys need to be led. They need a great coach, and we got a great coach. This is the first time I don't have to worry about if we're going to have good clock management or if they're going to make good <laughs> calls because – in the past, it, I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm gonna say it. It was not good. But <laughs> this is a real coach with a beautiful attitude. He's gonna. He's gonna get these kids ready. They're he's gonna a, go in and they're gonna surprise people. I mean, and I'm a, telling you, I would guy, not be you know? shocked if we are AFC championship. Oh, she called <laughs> it. All right, let's go. Is that a lock, Susan? Let's go. I'm locking it down. I'm locking it down. The lock. I the mean, anything lock? could happen once you get to the playoffs. That's the hardest part. I grew up in New England. I've seen it all. I grew up in the Groban years. Come on. I think we could do the it. Grogan I really years. do. I think that 
anything can happen. Once you get this far, you know, and you, you're, we have the momentum. Come on, let's go. So you you got to believe. You, you can tell that she's not real positive about the Grogan years because most people would like to refer to that as the John Hanna years. Right. <laughs> you, know, we, you know, we ran into Flutie at an airport not too oh, long ago. Oh, I love she's Doug pretty Flutie. excited about that. Well, Boston I was in college, Boston College. And you probably tower over him, don't you? <laughs> it's one of the few times. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's uh, about two inches taller than me. He's not very tall. So, so it's <laughs> but obvious. But he did great considering how short he was. He did. He did. He did very good. So it's it's obvious that you guys are rabid Jaguar fans, which is incredible. Yes. So do you guys actually create the tour schedule around Jaguars football? Ah, uh, great question. You know, we for a long time we like we have. I I have to admit the last few years were like the first times where like can we book shows in February? I was like. Yeah, we can book shows in February. So luckily, we're, we're not booked this week, or it would have been really tough. But, you know, Sue was just asking if we get deeper into it, like how locked in are these shows in the next tour? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a big band, so it's probably hard to pull out. But uh, They'll understand. I can't sing tonight. But we, we've already talked to our management and booking agent about the next five-plus years. Like, we're going to have to tour soft uh, until – yeah, <laughs> so we're, we're bullish is, too on the this team. This is a young Good. team, and you know what? Every everything is gravy from on out. You know, from here on out. I think this whole city is so excited about where they've already brought us that there should be no pressure. It should just be like this is fun. Just yeah, go have it's fun. It's a good energy again. And kick butt because you mean, guys. I, I used to go to games with my grandfather and dad, the Jacksonville Bulls here when I was a, a small kid, and um, when we got the team, that was that that energy again of like you just you never thought this town would get a professional team. So through the thin years, we always were like, we got to go. Like, if Jacksonville loses this team, like, there were years where it felt like it could go away. And it was, uh, it always felt like a mission to just, like, no, we're going, <laughs> we're showing up, we're tailgating, we're making this happen. So this feels good. And you could, the audience last week was incredible. Like, you, there was a, uh, there was a lot of release from the stands down to the field. It was a good feeling. So. so so if I could take you guys down the hall to get you two jerseys to wear to the game, who would you choose? We talking to this team? Yeah. I know who you're picking, Derek. You, Sue. Oh, I like so many of them. That's not really fair. I mean, I, I you can't. know, Allen after last week. I'm, I'm yeah, Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. I'm an Allen man. Played big. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Nice. It's not. I can't Sousa, pick one. She's a Trevor Lawrence girl. I mean, I, I, mean I love Trevor. I love Etn. I love Evan Ingram. I love. I mean, come on, all the. I, there's too many to mention. <laughs> I would just put them all on there. I just, a bunch of mini numbers yeah. all yes. over. And I, I'd be wearing the whole. Maybe even like defense you know, and offense. Like put them both and, on and there. And here's the deal, Susan. If you talk to the equipment staff, okay. Yeah. I bet you they might be able to do something like that <laughs> you know? for you. You know, put a bunch of mini numbers on a Jaguars <laughs> jersey. No, that would be unique. It's that a would team. be cool. I, one thing I do want to say about this yes. team that I do love is that they've got each other's back. Because when the offense is having a hard time, the defense is stepping up. If the defense is having a hard time, the offense is stepping up. And that's what you got to do. You got to work as a team. And I love that. And yes, let's go. Susan Tedeschi, Derek Trucks from <laughs> Tedeschi Trucks fan. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. you want to do the rest of the show with us, Sue? I mean, it'd be great. Um, I know. I'm sorry. I get a little sober, excited. It's awesome. I know. Right? I am it's sober. Incredible. I'm, I'm so excited. I Am the Moon, the album out for four albums in one. And that came out last fall. It's fantastic. Where can people find it? I think it's in all uh, – there are no record stores anymore, right? So <laughs> right. just wherever things yeah. stream. You and, can actually find it on YouTube yeah. and watch all we the – We always cut the, things to vinyl, the so vinyl. there's always there's always that. But, yeah, they uh, 
the pandemic, no touring for a band like us, they we got stuck in a studio for a year and you got to get something done. So we, we wrote four albums worth of material and it was, it was really nice. It was, it's nice being home. You realize. So it's a bit of a double edged sword. Now we got to get out and tour and (laughs) try to balance home in in a way, but uh, it sure is nice being home. And and this year we were home for most of the home games just by chance. So So lucky. Yeah. Yeah. We, we love it. Love living here and love being a part of it. Well, we love you guys and thank you all for coming in. We're looking forward to the performance on Saturday night of the national anthem. Thanks for the time, Derek and Sue. Yeah. Thank you. you Can I squeeze one more question? You can do whatever you want. Okay. What are you going to wear for the national anthem? Ah, great question. You know, I'm just going to wear a jersey, man. That's, well, I mean, it's going to be cold. That. I'm going to wear a jersey with this, and I'll have my warm jacket in the stadium, like, yeah, you perf- know, up in the cold. stands. But I don't care. I want to be wide awake. Do an ice so. bath right before we come out so <laughs> <Yeah>. we're ready. <laughs> 42 <laughs> degrees and a half. Cold plunge. Honestly, in the old days when you played David Letterman, it was that cold in the studio. Oh, yeah, it was so, icy in there. You know, you get hmm. ready for these things. You know, you never know what's going to I heard it's getting chilly happen. tomorrow night, so we're going to do an anthem in our backyard when it's cold. Right? Right? Slow practice. <laughs> Slow practice. Right. All right. <laughs> no stone unturned with these two. <laughs> Some Derek. hot hands in the pocket. <laughs> totally. Maybe. That's Ooh, a good, good idea, idea, actually. Thanks for Keep the time. The, the hunter talking. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. I like it. Derek Trucks, Susan Tedeschi. Uh, check him out. Tedeschi Trucks Band. Tomorrow night, they'll perform the anthem before the wild card playoff game. More of the Doug Peterson Show coming up on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. We're back. It is the Doug Peterson Show presented by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, our thanks to head coach Doug Peterson joining us in the opening segment each and every week at 5 o'clock. And Derek Trucks and Susan Tedeschi bring in the heat before this playoff game Saturday night. They'll have the anthem rolling through the hallway after the rehearsal today. And uh, we, we thank them and uh, for their time today. Fantastic. I love listening how how music gets created. And I would have loved to have been there when they first started having a conversation about, okay, here how do we do this. How, what are we going to do? Right. You know, because uh, the creativity and, and the art that people have that do that, I mean, that's something I've always kind of, I guess admired in people that they have the ability to create something that's timeless in music, and that's cool. I mean, what a what a cool experience that was, and great great to meet them. Yeah, uh, Derek, long time in the Almond Brothers band, of course. Susan had her own solo career. They have their band together now, Tedeschi Trucks Band, and uh, you'll see both of them Saturday night for the anthem. It should be fantastic. About forty two degrees at kickoff time Saturday night. So uh, we heard from Doug Peterson, of course, and. You know, he knows it. He's an offensive guy. You're going to have to score some points in this game. This feels like one of those shootout type games, if you will, with Herbert and Lawrence. So you got to get yours somehow offensively. Can they bounce back and get back on track as an offense? It starts with uh, the gentleman with long blonde hair wearing number 16. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, you know, you want him to be better. And there's a lot of ways that you can win. You know, the great thing about Trevor is that here we are kind of criticizing him somewhat that well he hadn't been exactly good as he was before but what's the one thing that he hasn't done he's not turning the ball over and so by protecting the ball he's given this football team a chance and if he can protect the ball and and give a little bit more of that dynamic player that's athletic and in control and command then all of a sudden this offense can do some pretty special things and and I'm looking forward to it, you know, because the stage gets bigger. You know, the stage was big last week, 
and it was a game that was being broadcast across the nation. It was prime time. Well, here you go again, but the stakes were bigger, okay, because there's a trophy that has a football on the top of it, okay, that everybody is chasing right now, and everybody right now is 0-0 zero and zero in this tournament. So if you can find a way to get hot as a football team, hold on. Let's go. Four wins away from hoisting the Lombardi trophy. How about that? Think about it like that. Week to week, though. That's right. That's right. Look, the Chargers are, are thinking the same thing. That's right. You know, and uh, look, there's some great teams in the AFC. If you can find a way to do it in the AFC, it might be one of the greatest playoff marches in NFL history. If you're this football team, you can find a way to get to the Super Bowl because of the teams that you're going to have to beat to get there or the teams that are going to have to go down for you to get there. Pretty uh, pretty impressive because Buffalo's really good. Cincinnati's really good, and they're hot. And, uh, of course, uh, the other team I'm forgetting off the top of my head, uh, the number one seed. Yeah, the Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, with, with might have heard of them, yes. Yeah, geez. Right. How can I Andy not Reed, that off the top Mahomes, of my head? Mahomes, Kelsey, the whole yeah. top of my head. I mean, look, this is a really good conference, really good conference. Boy, I wish that uh, you were – in the NFC conference, those teams, I don't just don't believe that they're that good. They're good. I mean, there's a couple of good say, teams, I, but not like the know, AFC, though. Look at the quarterbacks The quarterback in the rooms in the AFC are stacked, yes. Yeah. I'll give you that. That's the difference. Yeah. But, I mean, didn't the Baltimore Ravens win it a few years ago with some guy by the name of Trent Dilfer? Yes, it's been a few more than a few years ago, but yes, uh, to your point, it's been a little while. So it has happened. It's possible to make it without the guy, but it's not as likely. Let's come back and get into the defense. They have been playing opportunistic football as of late. Plenty more ahead. This is the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. Welcome back. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman. The Doug Peterson Show continues. Our thanks to the Jags head coach. He joins us at 5 o'clock sharp every Thursday here on the network and even ahead of the wild card playoff game as the Jaguars entertain the Chargers. Derek Truck, Susan Tedeschi joining us in studio a little earlier as well. They'll have the national anthem before the game and uh, what a performance it should be. Saturday night, 8.15, the kickoff time. The Chargers and Jags in the wild card game. The Jaguars' defense logs, opportunistic, I'd say, as of late. They are, are making big plays in key moments of games, scoring touchdowns, game-winning scores. When the offense may be off or having an issue here or there, they've stepped up and, and played big. Really down the stretch run here in this winning streak. Well, they got the, you know, the four scores and two of them in that winning streak, one to Dallas and then this past one. And uh, the takeaways this year has been a vast improvement from last year. You know, here's a couple numbers. Last year they had nine takeaways as a defense and there was 20, or excuse me, 16 points scored off of those nine takeaways, which is shockingly low. This year, 27 takeaways and there has been 104 points scored off of those 27 takeaways. And obviously, four defensive scores have come from those takeaways, but that's that's an impressive number. And uh, the sacks are not where they would like to have them, but the pressures have been there. The passes defensed have been there. 
and they're doing a really good job with a roster that I think, you know, is is still in the process of being built. You know, you're in the in the first year of the of the Doug Peterson Trent Baalke regime, and it takes time to kind of mold the roster uh, to the vision that you have as coach and general manager. And there's still work to do, but I I give Doug Peterson credit. I give his coaching staff a lot of credit because they have been able to get what I believe is everything out of this roster that's been there. And they will continue to build this roster and to get more out of this football team in the future, which is exciting because if they were able to to accomplish this in year one, what can they do with another year of, of supplementing the roster, another year of teaching the foundation principles of offense and defense that they have? I mean, it's, it's exciting. It is exciting. Uh, let's get it done this week, though. Before no, we start I, no, looking I'm ahead, with you. Right? Yeah, I know. I'm, One I'm week at a time. I'm with you, but I mean, JP. I mean, it is a good base. Yes, you're just like Susan and, and Derek were talking about. I mean, there's there's reason to be excited about the future. It's mm-hmm. a future that's the immediate future, but then also the the long term future of this football team. Because look, the two hardest components to get in any franchise are the quarterback and the coach, and you got that. And so now, okay, let's get the rest of it all kind of figured out and and go from there. But right now, time to get a win. We'll come back and get in the trenches, Logs, and talk about the O-line, D-line matchups on both sides of this AFC wildcard playoff game. The Chargers and the Jaguars coming up Saturday night. This is the Doug Peterson Show on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. And we're presented by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. This is the Doug Peterson Show. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman. Doug Peterson in the opening segment, 5 o'clock each and every Thursday night. Our thanks to Derek Truck, Susan Tedeschi for joining us as well. They'll have the anthem performance before the game Saturday night, 8.15 kickoff time for the Chargers and Jaguars. Okay, Logs, it's time to get in the trenches. Let's do it. Let's get into it on the Jaguars offensive line against this defensive front for the Chargers. We've heard a lot about the pass rushers, of course, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. Big names, uh, eighth-year guy in Bosa, ninth-year guy in Mack, but they're not great against the run as a defense. They're 28th, I think, in the league against the run this year, last in the league in yards per rush. So what do you make of the defensive front as a whole? against this Jags offensive line? Well, the reason the Chargers are not good against the run is not because of Bosa or Mack. Those two guys are really good against the run and excellent against the pass as well because they've got 145 career sacks between the two of them. But they're complete players. They play very well. The The deficiency in the Chargers defense or the area that they're a little bit weak is the de- defensive tackle position. And that's a matchup that – you hope that the Jaguars will be able to win and to do pretty well in this past game against Tennessee with two dudes, Tier Tart and Jeffrey Simmons. The Titans won that matchup. They controlled the line of scrimmage against the Jaguars, and Fortner and Sheriff and Shatley had their hands full. I mean, those two guys are really good. So you've got to be able to win against the middle of that Chargers defense. Now, the edges are going to be a challenge, and I think Chris Manhurts is going to be a big part of that. And we talked to Chris a little bit ago, 
and he knows very well that his uh, number is going to be called upon to help block Bosa and Mack, both in the run game, and I'm sure they're going to leave him on the outside to help one of the tackles so that they can slide away from where Chris is to provide more help for the other guy. You know, so but that's part of the deal. When you got two great edge players, you got to be able to put the attention on them. So, and they'll do that a couple different ways. Man hurts will help, and uh, man hurts is your designated blocking tight end. Okay, Evan Ingram's the receiving guy, and then ETN or Jermichael Hasty. These two guys will either stay in at times, or they will will make sure that they chip on their way out. And chips can be incredibly effective, and I'm, I can speak from experience in that you take a couple shots by a running back that are unexpected on his way out, and you have a tendency next time that he's flashing in your neighborhood, you're slowing down a little bit if he gets you pretty good in the ribs one or two times. So you want to make sure that those guys have that mentality that, oh, my gosh, am I going to get whacked by E10 or Hasty? And then Man Hurts is kind of this – additional offensive lineman that's going to do it kind of in an offensive line way. Let's flip it around now. Jaguars defensive front against this Chargers O-line. You know, back in week three, you, you mentioned it. Their center was out. Now their tackle is out. Uh, the Jaguars defensive front as a group playing pretty good. What do you think? I, I think this is a matchup that you need to win. In a, when I say you need to win, if you don't win this matchup again, just like the other side of the ball, you need to win inside. You need to win here against this Chargers offensive line. They got two rookies playing, one at left tackle, who was a six round pick out of Georgia, who's playing because of the injury to Slater, and he's done a good job. The right guard is Zion Johnson. He's done a good job, too. These are rookies, but they're good players now. The right tackle's not particularly strong. The left guard is not particularly strong. Filer is the left guard. Um, the center, Lindsley, is one of the best centers in the league. And so that's the challenge right there. But you've got to try to find a way to attack the rookie left tackle, who's good, again, the right tackle, who's a veteran guy, who's not that great in my opinion, and also win against the left guard. So it's got to be a group effort, though. You've got to find a way to get pressure against Herbert because, again, if he's got a great pocket and he's comfortable – this guy can attack the entire field because he has that kind of arm, t- arm talent. Let's come back in a moment and discuss experience in the playoffs or lack thereof for a certain Jacksonville football team. We're back in a moment. It's the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. We're back, baby. It's the Doug Peterson Show. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman. The AFC wildcard playoff game coming up Saturday night, 8-15, presented by Dailies. It's nicer here, the Chargers and the Jaguars. Boy, what a game it's going to be. Our thanks to Doug Peterson, Jaguars head coach, earlier for joining us. Derek Truck, Susan Tedeschi from Tedeschi Trucks Band. They'll have the anthem. They joined us a little earlier as well and uh, brought the heat, I would say. Massive Jaguar fans, season ticket holders, They'll uh, perform and then stay for the game, obviously, to try to pull the Jaguars through. So, uh, you know, experience in the playoffs, I, does it matter to you that you have experience? Is it better to have a whole lot or is it, hey, this team might not have a whole lot. They don't know what they don't know. Well, it, it definitely doesn't hurt. And I think it allows guys to kind of understand that the game is the same, but it changes in, in some ways in the playoffs and that – 
it's a little faster. It's a little bit more reckless. You got guys that are willing to sacrifice their bodies a little bit more. The, I think the, the the turnovers get magnified in the playoffs, and all of that I think helps a team understand if they've been through that before. You know, if you look at the numbers, uh, and here are some that uh, thank you to the NFL for putting out some of this information. The uh, Jaguars have the fewest players with playoff experience on their roster in the playoffs with 13 players. Wow, yeah. And the highest number are the Buffalo Bills. They have 43, 49ers have 41. The highest in the AFC would be the Bengals with 37, and then the Chiefs with 36. So, or excuse me, the Buffalo is obviously the highest because they're yeah, 43. Right. Yeah. But, you know, the other AFC teams have significant amount, they're amount there, of experience. They're that's there the way every, to, They're there every year. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're there. And so, but, you know, I think the one thing that helps this football team, they've had a very calming presence, great leadership with Doug. And he's been in the playoffs before, and he's been to the mountaintop before. And I think that helps, you know, because a lot of times when you get to the playoffs, you got to have the ability to listen, to understand. And when that message is sometimes thrown about, like maybe by a guy of the name of Brandon Staley, players are listening, but are they really taking it in? And what has Brandon Staley done? Does he want a Super Bowl? No. Okay, Doug Peterson's saying things about what the playoffs are like, and what are you thinking? You're thinking, yeah, okay. He probably knows. Uh, hey, he's been there. He's won it. He's so played in it. Probably ought to listen. Yeah. He's one of, yeah. I think it's a little bit, a little bit different. You know, so I mean, it is great to have coaches that have experience, and you know, this coaching staff is, uh, has done a great job this year, and I expect them to do a great job in the playoffs as well and getting this football team ready. You know, we talked a little earlier, Logs, about the uh, the quarterbacks in this game. Obviously, uh, Herbert and Lawrence, two of the young guns up and coming in the AFC. It is a stacked AFC, um, but we didn't really uh, delve into how. St- it is compared to the NFC uh, roster of quarterbacks uh, on those teams that are playing in the NFC playoffs. So, I mean, we talk about these young players that have been drafted highly that are in these games in the AFC. It's not the case in the NFC, which is kind of strange. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's wild in that the oldest quarterback in the AFC, Patrick Mahomes. In the playoffs, yeah. Like most experience, yeah. okay? yeah. And all of the AFC quarterbacks, and that's assumed, let's just say that, okay, Tungavailoa is going to be starting, or that for the Ravens, that Lamar Jackson would be the starter. All of the AFC quarterbacks are first-round picks. Every the, one of them. The yeah. NFC only has one. And I quizzed you, and you yeah. got it wrong. I got it wrong for a minute, but I forgot about Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Of the Giants. He's the only first-round pick quarterback in the NFC playoffs. Yeah, Geno Smith, a second-round pick with Jalen Hurts. Same thing, yep. second-round pick. Kirk Cousins, a fourth. Dak Prescott, a fourth. Tom Brady, of course, legendary sixth. Yeah. Brock Purdy was the uh, <laughs> last pick of the draft, wasn't he? <laughs> yes, he was. And, uh, and in he the seventh lost. round. He's like got a, and he's a, on a roll. Rolling. He's, he's playing well. Yeah. Who do you like out of the NFC? I like them. I like the 49ers. Do you? He, Brock Purdy's playing well enough, and they've got the most dominant defense in the playoffs in San Francisco. Back to the AFC. You, you mentioned it. Mahomes, the oldest of those guys at 29. I mean, these guys are all going to be around for a long time. This is just beginning, this, uh, this era of AFC quarterback play. It's, uh, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? And that the NFC just doesn't have anybody that 
that strikes fear in you. I mean, Jalen Hurts, I think, is the one guy, and he's had an incredible year until he got hurt, and hopefully he comes back healthy just because you want to see him play well and be healthy. But he's that kind of that dual threat with that read option stuff, and he's got an excellent arm. He's an excellent quarterback as far as distributing the ball. He's impressive. And he's got a calmness about him that I think permeates throughout his team, and that's that's been impressive to watch. Can he get back to form after that injury to his shoulder, which was a throwing shoulder, I believe, wasn't it? I think so. So uh, that's going to be an interesting to watch. Will Tom Brady be able to – regain the form and get his team playing hot like they were a couple years ago. I don't know. It's kind of hard to flip a switch, but it's ca- well, but it, it's if anybody possible. can, it he would can. be him. I, I I you know, he's he's done this a time or two in the playoffs. And he is obviously the oldest quarterback in the playoffs. <laughs> the oldest quarterback in a long time, by the 45 way. 45 years old, 164 days he will be. For the start of the playoffs, Trevor being the youngest at 23 years old in 100 days. Let's come back. We'll get our final thoughts about this AFC wildcard playoff game. The L.A. Chargers and the Jacksonville Jaguars coming up Saturday night, 8-15. This is the Doug Peterson Show on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. Counting down the final moments on this Thursday on the Doug Peterson Show. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman. The Jaguars and the Chargers coming up Saturday, 8.15 kickoff time. Al Michaels, Tony Dungy on the call. Uh, Tony Dungy was at practice today. Yeah. Got to, got to shake yeah. his hand. That was yeah. nice. Yeah, I talked to him for, uh, for a brief minute, and uh, he looks great. He's uh, one of those guys that's taking really good care of himself, and uh, he's, he's got a lot of wisdom. When he talks, I really enjoy him on Sunday Night Football. You know, ever since John Madden has passed us, I always kind of you always want to find that next big picture voice, and I think Tony Dungy has a, a great perspective on a lot of league things. No, there's no doubt about that, and, and uh, obviously in the Hall of Fame a few years back uh, as the head coach and. Uh, he'll be on the call this week. Of course, Westwood One has the radio broadcast as well. We'll have it on the Jaguars radio network, and uh, looking forward to it. We'll be on the air uh, on the network at 7 o'clock with Countdown to Kickoff, and uh, many guests will get you ready for the Jaguars-Chargers game, the AFC wildcard game, only the fifth home playoff game in Jaguars history. So uh, I'm expecting a similar environment to last week that certainly helped out matters late in the game for the Jags' defense is this team ready to take the step? Is it a different feel once you're finally in the playoffs, a little looser? Do, do you believe in that? Yeah, I do. I, I do believe that you are, are looser once you get to the playoffs because, you know, the look, the Chargers are coming in here as favorites, aren't they not? I don't know. I have not seen. Um, I think it's close either way. And here toss. and here, here's the other thing. Once you get in the playoffs, it's all fun. It's like it's, I'm not a gambling person. But, you know, that term, playing with house money, that's kind of what it is. I mean, you've got nothing to lose. You weren't expected to be in the playoffs. And so, you know, you just kind of let it hang out. I think you do that as a, as a coaching staff. I think you do that as a player. It's, it allows you to play free without any kind of anxiety of, or fear of failure. And so I think it's going to be an exciting day for the players, and uh, and they're going to have fun with it. And and hopefully they can create some energy on the field because it will make the environment what it was last Saturday 
Yeah, and it was, uh, you know, off the charts last Saturday. Oh, it was crazy. It was oh, awesome. my gosh. But just building up to the game, the tailgating, parking lots, everything. Uh, it was a long day of tailgating, and then all of a sudden the football game happened. It was awesome. Yeah, it was fantastic, and uh, a lot of people had a great time, and, and hopefully this week, Saturday night, becomes another fantastic night. Who you got at Strings tonight? All-access television. Josh ones. Allen, Boye Lukin, oh. and – Maybe wow. others, I don't know. You know, last time we were expecting to have a safety in the house and Rayshon Jenkins, next thing you know, we got the entire safety room. <laughs> Everybody showed up. We had Winger and Daniel Thomas and uh, Cisco. I mean, it was like, wow. what? That's great. They were all there. It was fantastic. So I, I don't know who's going to be there tonight, but I know that J.P. Shadrick oh, gosh. is going to be there tonight. Uh, yeah, We'll see. We'll Bring see. your Sharpie so you can sign some <laughs> autographs. <laughs> I'll see you shortly then, Logs. I'll be over there. <laughs> yeah, why not? That's Jeff Logs. And our thanks to uh, head coach Doug Peterson, of course, uh, Derek Trucks, and Susan Tedeschi from Tedeschi Trucks Band. They'll have the anthem on Saturday night. Our entire crew, Brent Reaver on the video side, Joe Fortunato on the audio. I'm J.P. Shadrick. This is the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. <laughs>